This is Crescent Project Radio, bringing you powerful testimony, practical teaching, and exciting truth about God's miraculous movement in the Muslim world and how we as Christians can join Him in this kingdom work. Our goal is to see every Muslim have an opportunity to respond to the gospel and be connected to a true follower of Jesus. You can find us online at crescentproject.org. Have a comment or question? Email them to radio at crescentproject.org. We would love to hear from you and have a chance to respond on a future program. Hi, I'm Rashida, and you're listening to Crescent Project Radio, where we believe we have a hope worth sharing. Welcome to part two of my conversation with Brother Shapur, a believer from a strong Muslim background in Iran who came to the UK as a refugee many years ago and launched a ministry called Operation Promises in 2010. So, Shapur, can you tell us about your ministry and how you got involved in reaching out to Muslims? Yes, as I started reading Bible, I was touched by Great Commission, how Jesus mm. asking his disciple to go to nation and share the same thing they heard mm-hmm. and yes. uh, make a disciple from all nations and baptize them in the name of Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And uh, we have a saying in Iran, when you have a good things and you don't share with other people, you are selfish. And uh, yeah. I had that good news. I had this amazing thing touched my life. Jesus, his death, his resurrection, his forgiveness. He gave me new life. He gave me new joy. He gave me the things I was m- missing whole my life. Relationship with the Papa God, with the Daddy God. I never had this relationship. I was seeing God is somewhere mm-hmm. so far away. I never had the insurance of the salvation for the eternal life. So when I was touched by this grace of a sinner, God himself came and searched me and find me and washed me and was so patient. Uh, mm-hmm. I couldn't keep this good news for myself. That was a point really touched by God himself and give grace to me to share the love of God. Same place I started in the uh, refugee hostels and uh, as I mentioned, it's like a student dorm in, in UK, in Liverpool. And I was going and repeating the same thing happened to me. I was telling people, do you know Jesus loves you? And uh, mm. then I was trying to repeat the same thing, unconditional love, unconditional care for people, those they are rejecting, those they are believing, those they are interesting. So that was a starting point of the ministry in Liverpool where I uh, got saved. And uh, we, mm-hmm. uh, I was saved in the uh, under English pastor him and his wife liner and carol Cantor. they were like father to me and uh, they were discipling us to as we receive freely we can share the this love with other people as they ask why we love them we can answer like john uh, he was the first loved us god himself and uh, because of that we love other people so that was the mm-hmm. beginning of the uh Saying ministry, but I didn't, I didn't understand that ministry. I just simply want to share to other people how Jesus rescued me, set me free, and gave me yes. new life. Amen. And so, what what does your ministry look like? What types of things do you do? What has God called you to? 
so when I was uh, seeing and praying after my life as a growing as a Muslim background and seeing disgrace came to me in this age I was knowing God the sovereign God knows everything and he had planned for my life and uh, so I started with the same people or same uh, kind of people with refugee mm -hmm. so my ministry is reaching refugee with the love of Jesus it's called operation promises and uh, we have a website called uh, www.operationpromises.com and uh, our heart is the reaching to Muslim with the love of Christ refugee they can hear gospel uh, in Iran, people, they don't have opportunity to hear the gospel or they don't, it, those they heard, they don't have the opportunity to explore more because of the regime, because of the country, they put in them in such pressure. So, um, mm -hmm. I started doing in Europe, uh, in England. So, um, training people to how to evangelize the Muslim, how to reach to, um, refugee. I help with the English churches uh, to teach them about the background of the Muslim back, uh, people, what they think, what is different between these two theology of Quran and Bible, how we mm -hmm. can love them, and uh, also doing conference seminars and training leaders and in Germany, in Sweden, in uh, Turkey, in Greece, different part of the world of understanding important of the seeing this window god given to us because in former missionary we have to go to those country close country and uh, mm -hmm. they have to learn the language they have to uh, learn the um, culture and it's very difficult imagine someone is goes to inside iran and uh, trying to do those things but i see a opportunity god given to us these people coming to us these people coming to mm -hmm. europe and the nation coming to us, this freedom. So this is what I do, share the gospel with refugee, train those people who came Christian, become a disciple of Jesus Christ, obey the great commission, how to share the gospel with other people. Also be uh, trying to help become a bridge between the European churches and the refugee believers and the uh, non-believers mm -hmm. trying to fill that gap and help as a body of Christ move together forward. Amen. That's awesome. What are some insights and lessons that you've learned? So first insight, I will say, I uh, more I share the gospel, more I uh, recognize uh, the power of the scripture, the power of the Holy Spirit, which is uh, in Romans chapter 1, verse 16, 17, said the gospel is the power of salvation. And uh, mm -hmm. I was... For some of the cases in my family or friends and other people, I was saying like, he is very dedicated, he's very religious, and how I'm going to reach? I was trying to lean on my understanding, my way of reaching and others. And uh, that was, when I was sharing the gospel with them, I was seeing like how gospel changed in their life. And I learned this mm -hmm. one, it's not about me or not about my experience. It's, I'm not bringing salvation to people. God is the savior. God is saving people not me so those pressure i had in the first early uh, year of my ministry was gone because i was coming to this point my job is love people and the love loving people is not hard and saving people is hard because this is god's job so that was 
first that yeah. is the first thing to let God be God and we so see we just find a way to love people and every person is different sometimes methods not working sometimes ABCD not working sometimes five step not working just asking the Holy Spirit for the creativity and for understanding God mm -hmm. how I can love this person unconditionally if they reject me or not reject me and I just uh, keep loving them so that would be my first insight and the second thing going with the power of the Holy Spirit because our war is not flesh and blood is not trying to convince in people by the you know like a wisdom earthly wisdom and the Holy Spirit can able to convince people can able to melt people's heart to bring the conviction mm -hmm. they need Christ and so this is the one of the things I ask people to do and also myself to always pray for the be filled with the Holy Spirit, be guided by the Holy Spirit, ask the Holy Spirit, open the person's heart and eyes as we sharing the gospel with them. Another thing I saw it during the ministry, saw the love of the Father, how much he cares and how much we are impatient as a people. We, we are just certain people are, he's not worthy, she's not worthy and others, but when we come to the daddy's heart, God is love and he saves the seeing the beauty of Christ. Jesus came to save the sinners. Unfortunately, because of politics, because of the news, because of the, all of that, people start hating each other, start hating people from Middle East or the memory they have because of the, what happened with the extremists. And uh, even that effect from Muslim background people from the wound of the government and the wound of the all bad things happen because of the religious mm. uh, things they've been through. And uh, this is the, another insight I was touched by the love of Daddy God. That God is not seeing people from uh, Middle East or America, England separately. God sees saved and saved. There was a great word was saying from Titanic said that when they were going to the Titanic boat, People were on a different category, you know, poor, those they are like a servant, those they are part, mm -hmm. those they are like in the first class, second class, those they are in like bringing water. So they were like uh, putting people in different category. But when they, that uh, both sink and those they are saved or those they are died and the death side of the boat in Canada, they were uh, writing people in two categories, saved, unsaved. And uh, this is the how God sees saved, unsaved, mm. prodigal sons and daughters. So this was another thing when we come to this understanding. Jesus died for everyone. Jesus literally loves everyone, and given people this opportunity to hear good news of how much He cares. So this three point: the, we are not savior; He is the savior. Not lean on our experience and understand. Lean on God's power and the word of God. And the second pray the holy spirit comes people open their eyes to hear the gospel number three see them as the father sees them because more we see how god gracious to other people more we understand how gracious to us as well and uh, we are saved by grace amen amen and what are some things that you as an iranian believer would like christians um to understand about the muslim worldview and mindset Okay, as a Muslim worldview, um, for example, number one, salvation in Muslim worldview is depend on what we do. So if we do good enough, we go to heaven. If we do bad, we go to hell. 
in mm-hmm. uh, Christian worldview is not because of my work, because of Jesus' work. His obedience become my righteousness. And uh, in Islam, we used to believe what we eat and drink could make us unclean as come to Christ, saying like uh, what we eat and drink is not make us unclean, what's come out of our heart. Seen in Islam, when a, a woman caused an idolatry, they are right to stone them. Jesus in John 8 saying like, uh, when this scenario happens, that whomever never commit any sin through the first stone. In Islam, you can kill the people, those they are not converted to Islam or the kafir, shirk, Jesus and love uh, your enemy, bless those they are cursing you. And mm-hmm. uh, clearly in, uh, in Islam, you have enemy as a person in, in Bible, we read in our war is not against flesh and blood, against spiritual warfare, against the devil and his uh, mites. And uh, there's a lot of different, you know, different things between mm-hmm. two worldviews or two belief systems. And in Quran, you can beat a woman. There's a scripture in uh, mm-hmm. Bible says, I love your wife as Jesus died on the, for his church. And in Quran, again, you have wife, have a, ladies, woman have a half inherited that the man, they don't have equality in Galatians 3, 27, 28, saying that there's no Jewish, no Gentile, no woman, no man. Uh, we are all are equal in God's eyes and love. And uh, in one of them, you couldn't get to know God in Islam because that's a, like, uh, in, uh, the human is not pure enough to go know God and there's no relationship. And as we can have some knowledge about God is good, God is powerful, God is merciful, God is this, but you don't have a ability to speak to him and he speak back to you. In Bible, it's mm-hmm. all about knowing this daddy God and having this amazing relationship who is uh, want to have a daily uh, relationship. So there's thousand different yeah. and Yes. So about the that piece about relationship, I'm just curious because I think nowadays Muslims will talk about having a relationship with God. I don't know if you know they understand this is like something that makes a Christianity more attractive, but now I, I hear Muslim friends talking about a relationship with God. What what do they mean when they say that? Or what do they mean when they say that they know that God loves them, which I've also heard from Muslim friends. Yeah, I think uh, some of the things they are try to modernize what they see. And mm-hmm. uh, for example, when they are reading that book, they believe and they are seeing a t- tragedy in the world and uh, all this kind of terrorist act- activity and all the hardship. They, they come to this conclusion, oh my goodness, why these things happen? So they try to modernize of the, oh, I know that God loves me, I know this, and because they, they live in some kind of Christian society, because they keep hearing that, and mm-hmm. uh, but when it comes to reality, for for example, myself, I was thinking I had a peace until I experienced real peace, and I found I never mm-hmm. had a peace. Always saying, like, God mm-hmm. is closer than my vein, and they were saying, like, okay, what that mm-hmm. means, have you heard God's voice? Have you no, you know, God is speaking to you. How you guide by God, you know, like a daily basis? Do you know God as a daddy God? Do you know God is uh, saying Jesus died on the cross for you and the uh, indwelling presence of Holy Spirit? But they never, they never could claim we have the Holy Spirit. They never could claim 
we have relationship with God as we experience because for example in uh, Quran or in the Islamic belief they say God speaks to only pure people and which is like prophet and uh, but mm-hmm. if you say God speak to me and through his word through the you know dreams and visions from this so that is totally different understanding of the someone saying like uh, I have a relationship but then I say uh, if they someone told me I have a relationship with God as well. But I say, like, may you pray? Uh, can you hear his voice? And uh, because re- relationship mm. requires two ways of talking. And uh, mm. number two, and uh, how you see him. And you have uh, that assurance you're going to go to heaven. Because if you have a relationship with someone, you know the destiny. You can talk to him. He can talk back to you. And uh, But if you have a relationship, why you have to have a certain time? For example, wake up six o'clock, and if you wake up seven o'clock for prayer, that is gone. Mm-hmm. That is not important. So, for example, me and my wife have a relationship. Imagine every six o'clock we talk for ten minutes, and then if I wake up seven o'clock, that talk is not important. That talk is gone. So, yeah, mm-hmm. they they say because I think they are um, copying from Bible because they've seen a great things. And uh, how we are enjoying with the father, and uh, they're trying to say something to to bring themselves in that point. Oh, there is no big difference between Christianity and the Muslim belief. Oh, mm-hmm. we have the same what you have, and say no, 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 it's yeah. not same. It's totally different, and one hundred percent different. As I mentioned, from salvation, from uh, the way we pray, and the way he speaks to us, the way we, uh, you know, obeying uh, what he said is totally different. You know, Bible saying one man and one wife, and uh, Quran says you can get four wife, and uh, it's like mm-hmm. Jesus came to Samaritan woman and said, like you pray into this month, that month, but the day is gonna come. The true worshiper will worship him in spirit and truth, but until these days, they are praying to you know, Kaaba five times a day. And just go on and on and on and on. And this is really totally different what they uh, believe and what we believe. Yes. And I liked what you said when you were sharing about your journey that the first time someone tried to share the gospel with you, what your response was, or their first time they even invited you to church, it was like, no, I'm a Muslim. Because I think if you're involved in this type of ministry, you will, you will experience that type of first reaction that people you know it's kind of like a like a rehearsed answer that you will hear from many muslims not just that type of answer but many things you'll say you know jesus loves you oh well jesus was just a good prophet we you know like you hear all of these things but in your story that it was the holy spirit and the love of christians and their prayers that really made the difference over time with patience and faithfulness Amen. This yeah. is what I say to people, uh, you know, like right now what's happening in Iran is incredible. Uh, around 30 years ago in Iran, we had only 500 believers when Islamic revolution mm-hmm. came. And right now, the, by God's grace and uh, God using even that uh, horrible government for uh, good for mm-hmm. the people, those who love him. Many people, they start seeing the fruit of that uh, government, they are turned away from Islam and they come into Christ. Jesus appears in dreams and vision. We have one of the fastest growing church in the world and from 500 people to 2 million born again Christian inside Iran, even the uh, church is closed, even the, there's no 
legal system of the reading the Bible, but nobody can arrest the Holy Spirit. Nobody can put in bond the Word of God. It's God doing Himself. So, uh, what I am trying to say, we shouldn't give up. We should keep praying. I believe what's happened in Iran is a result of God's mercy, but also pray of the nations for those countries. Years and years now in Iranian government, they know they couldn't stop this house church movement. They, they couldn't stop the things. And so as you mentioned, when we are coming to doing our duty, which is spread the love of Jesus, sharing gospel, we should be patient and also pray as they are grow up in that kind of belief system for many years. We shouldn't give up. And as Bible says, Paul said, someone is uh, water, someone is uh, you know, someone souls and someone watered, and but God Himself is the one who's doing the job. So maybe Amen. I am the one. I'm just spreading that love. Another person is just watering, but God Himself in His time will save. So we shouldn't be disappointed of those first reaction or ten reaction, whatever, because we were in mm-hmm. that place as well. And we were not saying I am Muslim. Maybe some of those people they're not from Muslim background. And maybe we say I'm not interested. I'm not religious. I'm not this. I'm not this. So, uh, so we should do the same thing to other people by uh, keep loving them, keep caring for them, keep praying for them, and just allowing the Holy Spirit in time do the job in the work. Because I am or you are not the Savior. God Himself is the Savior. Amen. Do you have some stories that you could share with us about Muslims who've come to faith in Christ? Yeah, one of the, my favorite one is um, when I was in uh, the refugee hostel, I went to invite people, people from Iran now in U- UK. Usually they are very open to hear the gospel and there's miracle of the God himself working in that nation. But this particular case was very unusual woman was very angry when I said I'm from church and they knocked the door and closed the door and I was just very shocked. I was just like, oh, I don't want to mm. talk to you. So I was just trying to go to invite other people and that door opened. The husband said, so sorry for my wife's reaction because uh, her mom told, uh, when you go to England, you don't have a right to speak to any Christian. And I said, what is the reason? You know, it's, and they have some bad experience from the uh, Christian. He's, he replied, no, because of the, some of their family already came to UK and they become Christian and uh, oh. <laughs> she's praying and uh, her daughter not come across as Christian. That bring me to really big, big, big thing about our way of thinking even as I'm sharing the experience because as uh, many American or people in UK, they are afraid, oh my goodness. This refugee is coming and I said to them, my goodness, if, if, the, if you know the family in Iran, they are scared of you talking to them and you are scared of theirs. <laughs> but it's, um, it's totally different. Come on, let's believe the Bible. But anyway, uh, I, I said, this is my number. If you need anything, please just let me know for translation and others. And if even you are not interested in Christian, it's fine for me. And uh, one month later, they called me and he said, would you come and translate that? We received one letter. We don't know what is written. Uh, but please, would you please don't share the gospel because uh, my wife and me and I said, okay. And I was on the way to there. I was just praying and said, Lord, maybe this would be my last chance to share the gospel. Would you give me this, some creativity and uh, some guidance? Anyway, I start uh, translating uh, that uh, letter and uh, the near the finishing, his wife went to the kitchen to bring tea. 
And uh, suddenly I heard in my heart, this man have a, like a neck problem. And uh, so I was asking, man, I said, do you have a neck problem? And he was shocked. He said, who told you? I said, uh, God, this is what I'm saying. We have a relationship to God, gave me a word of knowledge. And I believe he can heal you. But I'm not going to pray in any Islamic prayer. I'm going to pray in Jesus' name if you want. If you don't want, I'm not going to pray in other God's name or other person's name. He said, before my wife came, please pray for me because I had a two surgery. I'm taking a very strong tablet. And by God's grace, I had my smallest prayer ever. Jesus, thank you. By your stripe, he's been healed. And thank you for the cross. And the pain gone. He was screaming, crying in the room, just mm-hmm. running away. He was totally healed from the pain. He never took painkiller since that. And he was able to sleep. He came to church three weeks mm-hmm. later. He said, I am not Christian yet, but Jesus healed me. And I will tell everyone about that. So we start giving Bible, start reading. Jesus healed you. He can heal your soul and uh, save you. Two months later, he become a Christian. And uh, after that time, you know, he started sharing the gospel with his wife. And uh, I don't know how many months took, like a six, seven months and later, his wife came to Christ. And that was one of the beautiful uh, things about the, this girl was calling back to mom, was telling, I have one good, two good news for me, but this for you is one good news, one bad news. And uh, mom was very confused. And I like, what, what that means is for you is good news. But for me, one of them is one good news. And uh, she was telling like a good news. Jesus died on the cross and raised after three days. Maybe you don't consider it as a good news, but it, it is good news. And uh, for everyone. And uh, I said like, okay, what is the another one you're saying like uh, for me, it's good news. For you, it's bad news. He said, like, good news is for me. I got saved and delivered the same first good news. He said, he changed my life and I become a Christian. I know it's bad news for you, but mom, I will pray for you. And uh, so they will keep praying that mom. And I, I haven't heard from them. Mom has become a Christian or not. But uh, this is one of mm-hmm. my favorite. The story of the believing the power of the word of God, believing of Jesus, Savior, believing and not the bounded by fear, anxiety. Oh my goodness, this Muslim came and this came and this lit. Believe in the power of the gospel as the believer in the first century. They had just like a few thousand believers and whole Romans empire had this, uh, what do you say, like a empire like saying the nations and all of this kind mm-hmm. of thing. But God used these people uh, to bring whole people to hear the gospel. And as the book of Acts said, the whole place was come upside down by the apostles by because they were sharing the gospel. So I encourage people, don't lean on our understanding. Don't keep hearing those bad news from uh, news and keep feeding yourself from fear to fear anxiety to anxiety let's jump in the word of god believe in who is our king jesus christ and he will rule forever and in book of revelation we know that who is the winner and so yes yes and what about your own family are you reconnected with them yeah Uh, first reaction was very hard they reject me for a few years as many muslims and they face in that but one of my sister came through the TV satellite and uh, was broadcasting inside Iran after three years oh, uh, praying God. in the church. 
Then second sister, few of them, they had encounter with Christ. My niece, my nephew, my mom. So we have 32 people from my family who came to Christ. All of them, they live inside Iran and they, they are part of underground church. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, we were that's able amazing. to baptize them in Turkey because I'm not able to go back to Iran because of the, my faith. But thank God. And they were able to come to neighbor countries, so we baptize them, and they do the same thing every year. Amen. Are there any other final words of encouragement or wisdom that you would like to share with our listeners? I would love to say, if you know the result of two games, I know in America they love American football. And uh, maybe many people, they're listening to this, they are from United States. And uh, if you know the result, you will be seeing that game, but you know the result. Each time the, you know, that the opposite team attacking or they're going to goal and other things, you know the result. And uh, you are relaxed, you are sitting down and uh, having peace because, you know, the your team is winner if you know the, you know, result beforehand. I mm-hmm. I want to share with every believer have peace with the Lord because we know in the book of Revelation who is the winner Jesus Christ the winner and uh, Jesus Christ will sit in the throne all nation every knee will bow down every tongue will confess Jesus the Lord and Savior but same time we will have a, those kind of unusual things we are in battle so reign from the place of the Jesus victorious know his peace guide by him no, we are not savior, and sometimes we play a small role in the world. And uh, but God is mm. accomplishing great plan. Maybe in your life, you will be one Ananias for a Paul. This is my favorite uh, person after Jesus. And uh, all we read in Bible, he was praying. Jesus told him, "Go and share the gospel with these terrorists." And then I tell the people, you know, who you mean the terrorists? I say Paul was the terrorist. He was killing the Christian is still mm-hmm. burning the church down. But Hananiah heard the voice of God and shared the love of uh, Jesus as Jesus was encountered with him, but he prayed for him. Maybe sometime we are just only like Ananias and uh, we God mm-hmm. bring him one person in your life. So know the peace of God who is the victorious. We are in battle. We will hear hard things, but the winner of the game is Jesus Christ. But also love one person, stop for one. And we don't know that one person uh, will do like Paul, apostle, will write the two-thirds mm. of this one and do the great thing. Sometimes we are thinking about crowd and millions of Muslims. I tell them maybe God put one person in front of you or your neighborhood or in school. Let's keep that person, mm. be faithful and share. And let's be God in God and we can do our part as well. Amen. That was that was an awesome word. Thank you so much, Shapur, for your time to share your story and talk about your ministry and just share a lot of wisdom with us today about sharing the gospel in general, but also uh, specifically with Muslims. Would you be willing to close us in a word of prayer? Yes, yes. Thank you for inviting me and thank you everyone from Present Project and uh, yourself. I've been so blessed when I was in Nashville and that training. I recommend everybody who listen to this podcast if you want to know more about the How to Reach Muslim and Christian Project mm. and amazing training. And so let's pray together. Father, we thank you for your grace, your love. Thank you for 
uh, open up my eyes by your grace. Thank you for having mercy on my life. And uh, thank you for your uh, sacrifice at the cross, your finished work and uh, your resurrection. Thank you for faithful people of uh, those that carry your cross, sharing the gospel, taking the love of God unconditionally for all nations, for refugees, for Muslim background and others. And we pray for those that are persecuted, they can be faithful until the end. And we pray for uh, this great opportunity we have this in countries. We are freely able to read the Bible, freely able to go to church. God, give us grace so we can use wisely. We can enjoy your presence. We can share the love of God. Uh, especially these days, you bring a nation to us. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray for Christian Project and everybody serving this ministry. Uh, use them, bless them, give favor to uh, equip many people. In Jesus' beautiful name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to Crescent Project Radio. We believe we have a hope worth sharing. Learn more about Crescent Project online at crescentproject.org, where you can find all of our previous podcasts featuring testimonies from former Muslims, teaching and apologetics, interviews with ministry leaders and book authors, along with commentary on current events and ministry news. Email us your comments or questions to radio at crescentproject.org. Stay connected by subscribing to our bi-monthly email, Call to Prayer, which is focused on prayer for the Muslim world. We hope you'll join us again next time on Crescent Project Radio.